If you died today and your funeral was later on this week, what would people say about you? How would you be remembered? Since the last funeral I attended, there were a number of, of pictures, photographs up uh, and remembering that person's life, and people were, were reminiscing about him and the things he had done in his life, talking about his job, his family. But if your funeral was this week, what would people say about you? I'm sure they would say plenty of nice things, and I'm sure they would talk about your life, your family, your job, your personality. And there might even be some people there who could remember things about you that maybe you'd like them to forget. At any funeral, people are going to talk highly about the person who passed, and maybe even exaggerate the facts. But that's not what we see here in this funeral in Acts chapter 9. Tabitha was an extraordinary woman in the sense that she had a type of kindness that people simply did not forget. She was remembered for an incredible type of kindness. See, today when we talk about someone who is incredibly kind, well, they'll say something like, oh, she's like Mother Teresa, right? Back in those days, they probably said, oh, she's just like Tabitha from Java. That's how good of a person this woman was. It says in our text here that she was a disciple, which means she had faith. And at their funeral, there is actually visible proof of how good and how loving she was and how constantly throughout her life she put away her own needs and desires to help others. She made clothes for people, and those clothes were there on the day of her funeral. People were talking about her, reminiscing about her life and her good deeds. It even said this in our text. It says, she was always doing good and helping the poor. Now this isn't an, a mourning mother who is exaggerating the great life of her daughter. This is the Bible speaking. And the Bible is usually pretty honest about what a person's life was really like. There are plenty of examples in Scripture of a rotten person. There's plenty of examples in Scripture of a, of a person who was a good, faithful person, but had one moment or a few moments of, of sin in their life. But there are a few times in Scripture where we hear words that are as flattering as this. She was always doing good and helping the poor. See, in our life, we are remembered for the things that we do, whether good or bad. Right now, they're talking about how will people remember the presidency of Barack Obama. In 10 years, how are we going to remember him? And a lot of people are going to have different opinions on the issue. I would say that in 10 years, we'll probably remember just, just one phrase. I simplify any, everything and say, Obamacare. That's how people are going to remember him. Maybe somebody else will have a different phrase of how people are going to remember him. But that's the way we do things, don't we? We simplify everything. We look at a person with one phrase, maybe even one word, and say, this is who you are. One good thing, one bad thing could define your entire life. Usually, sadly, that the bad things that we do trump the good. And we see some examples of that in Scripture. You think of the guy whose name has become Doubting Thomas, right? a faithful disciple of Jesus throughout his entire life, and one moment of doubt forever, he is named Doubting Thomas. King David, for a good part of his life, he was known as the guy who, who through faith, through great faith and trust in his God, defeated the giant Goliath. Later on in life, he would become more well-known for committing adultery with Bathsheba and killing her husband Uriah. 
and Adam and Eve. You look at Adam. The man lived on this earth 928 years, but he is known around the world for 30 seconds of a mistake when he had sinned, when he ate from the wrong tree. So let me ask you that question again. If you died today and your funeral was later on this week, how would people remember you? What would they say about you? Yeah, I'm sure that they would say nice things, kind things about you. But maybe a better question that we need to be asking is, how would God remember us? See, our friends and our family members, they know some of the things that we've done in our life, but our, our Savior, our God, he knows them all. How will God remember us? How will we be defined through his eyes? Allow me to read to you a few verses from Scripture that tells us what what God sees when he looks at mankind in this world. Uh, It says here in Romans, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. How are we remembered by God? By our sin or by our good works? By our sin, right? Or in Genesis, just before the flood, when God looked at the entire world, he says this, The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become, and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. When we hear those words, we want to say, well, that's not fair. I mean, God should be weighing the good things with the bad things that we do, right? God's perspective on us is a very different perspective than what we want. In in the book of James, he describes the way he looks at people in more detail. He says this, For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. That is, even if you go your entire life without sinning even once, but but just one time, you have a a feeling of jealousy, a thought of anger. You're just like the serial killer in God's eyes. You're guilty. You see, the image of God in which mankind was created is, is like a mirror which you can see yourself. And no matter if you take a hammer and you hit it just once or you hit it numerous times, it still shatters, doesn't it? That's why we are defined by our sin. That's why when God looks at us, he defines us and remembers who we are, not because of our good works, but he remembers who we are because of our sin. And that's why God sent his son, Jesus. See, today we've been talking about this woman named Tabitha, the kindness and selflessness of this woman. But really in the background here is the kindness and selflessness of Jesus. Even though Tabitha was known for his kindness, she was still a sinner. And you know how I know that? I know that because in her lesson we see that she got sick and died. That is, she was put under the same curse that you and I were put under after Adam and Eve fell into sin. The same results of that sin hit her. She was born into sin just like you were. Sin and death affected her life. The same results of sin, temptation, stress, family problems, they were part of her life too, just like you. 
And even if people may have remembered her for her good deeds, God, she knew that God would look at her in a very different way. She knew deep down inside what was in her heart, her sin. And she knew deep down inside that she needed a Savior. So while Tabitha lived the life of love that some of her friends remembered, Jesus lived the life of love that God would remember, that grabbed the attention of the Lord forever. Do you want to see a life of selflessness, of charity, of good deeds? Look at Christ. Look at what he did for us. Every moment of his life, every waking moment, he lived for others. Not some of the time, not most of the time, every last moment. You see, he gained absolutely nothing by coming in this world. For the moment that he set foot in this world on the day of his birth, to the moment that he left, he gained absolutely nothing by coming in this world. He gained nothing for himself by going to the cross and suffering and being beaten and died. He gained absolutely nothing by allowing himself to be abandoned by his father and suffering the hell that you and I deserve. He gained nothing. We did. His life of selflessness was the very first human life that grabbed the attention of God. And it was a life that was so great that God would never forget it. So that now when he looks at your life, it made such an impression on God, now that when he looks at your life, what defines you in God's eyes is not what you have done, good or bad. What defines you is what Jesus has done for you. That's what God remembers. Selfless life of Christ. So whether you committed one, self, one selfish act in your life or a million, God remembers the selfless life of Christ. Whether people may look at you and remember you as the worst father, the worst mother, the worst child, the worst employee, the worst friend, God remembers you in a very different way because of the Son. On the day of your funeral, it's my job to tell people what you are really remembered for. And this is the reason why I'm not a fan of eulogies. I don't like it when family members and friends get up there and tell cute stories, good or bad, about things that you did in your life, because I want them to remember what's really going on in your life. I want them to remember not how people remember you, but I want them to remember how God remembers you. I want people to see that Christ lives in you. That's what Peter did in our lesson for today. See, what I would have done at this funeral is I would have preached a sermon about Christ's unforgettable love and how it saved her and how she, it lived in her throughout her life and you could see that. And I would have preached about how one day she would rise from dead because of Christ. That's what I would have done. That's not what Peter did. He preached a sermon that showed the very same thing that Christ lived in her when he raised her from the dead. This is what it says. At the end of our lesson, it says, Peter sent them all out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and prayed. 
Turning toward the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called the believers and the widows and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. See, on the day of your death, it will be Jesus who will be there to say to you, get up. And your eyes are going to open, and you're going to see Jesus, and Peter, and Tabitha, and so many other people who were defined by the life of Christ, the selfless life of Christ. You're going to see so many people who had Christ living in them. We don't have to wait until the day of our funeral to let people know that Christ lives in us. Our entire lifetime is an opportunity for us to let people see the selfless acts of Christ. Let people see that through our works, the things that we do. You see, the life of Tabitha grabbed the attention of so many people because her love, her selfless love, was unique in this world. It really was. This world is selfish in general and not very selfless. And what was unique about Tabitha was that she lived a life of constant kindness. You see, anybody can live a life of where they are kind one time. Anybody can put aside their own wants and desires once. Anybody can help somebody else, even their enemy, one time. And even on a day like Mother's Day, I know most pastors in America today are, are really talking up big Mother's Day. Let me, down, let me be the only pastor in America who is downplaying this day. To say that anybody can love their mother. And even more so, anybody can love their mother one day a week. But the type of love that we are talking about here is unique. It will grab the attention of the entire world. Grab the attention of God. And people could see that in the life of Tabitha. See, now we know that in the end, it doesn't matter how other people remember us. What matters is how God remembers us. And, and through Christ, all our sins are forgiven. And we're going to be in heaven through what he did. But there are other people in this world who don't know about Christ. Who don't know about the selfless acts of love that Christ committed for them. <coughs> And if by our life we can show people just a part of what Christ did for us, what opportunities will that give for us? I encourage you today to, to reread this lesson on Tabitha. Look at her life. It must not have been easy for her. She was a sinner too, to live the way that she did. But the fact that Christ lived in her was something that other people could see. Who knows what opportunities we're going to have to be able to show the world that what Christ did for us through our own actions. Who knows what opportunities we're going to have to be able to explain to them why we live the way that we live. May God be with us as we live lives that reflect that selfless life of Christ. Amen.